0: Coming up on Five Minute News. Prosecutors charge three more officers in George Floyd's murder. US assessment finds opportunists drive protest violence. And renewables surpass coal in US energy generation. It's Thursday, June 4. I'm Anthony Davis. Prosecutors on Wednesday filed a tougher charge against the police officer at the centre of the George Floyd case and charged three other officers delivering a victory to protesters galvanised by a death that roused racial tensions and unleashed coast-to-coast unrest. The most serious charge was filed against Derek Chauvin, who was caught on video pressing his knee to Floyd's neck and now must defend himself against an accusation of second-degree murder. The three other officers at the scene, Thomas Lane, Jay Queng and Tu Thao, were charged for the first time with aiding and abetting second-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. The new charges were sought after Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison, who called the protests unleashed by the death dramatic and necessary, said Floyd should be here and he is not. His life had value and we will seek justice, said Ellison, who cautioned that winning convictions would be hard and said that public pressure had no bearing on his decisions. Benjamin Crump, an attorney for Floyd's family, called it a bittersweet moment and a significant step forward on the road to justice. Crump said Ellison had told the family he would continue his investigation into Floyd's death and upgrade the charge to first-degree murder if warranted. Chauvin was initially charged with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. A move powerfully punctuated with an unprecedented week in modern American history, in which largely peaceful protests took place in communities of all sizes, but were rocked by bouts of violence. Working-class people stealing convenience store goods is deemed looting, But by contrast, the rich and corporations stealing billions of dollars during their class war is considered good and necessary public policy, aided and abetted by politicians in Washington. This looting is having a real-world effect, as half a billion people across the globe could be thrown into poverty, and as 43 million Americans are projected to lose their healthcare coverage, America's billionaires saw their fortunes soar by $434 billion during the US lockdown between mid-March and mid-May. Donald Trump has blamed left-wing extremist groups for instigating nights of looting and violence in cities across the U.S. But an intelligence assessment offers limited evidence that organized extremists are behind the turmoil. In part of a June 1st internal intelligence assessment of the protests, U.S. Department of Homeland Security officials said most of the violence appears to have been driven by opportunists. The assessment, prepared by the department's Intelligence and Analysis Unit, said there was some evidence based on open source and DHS reporting that the anti-fascist movement Antifa may be contributing to the violence, a view shared by some local police departments in public statements and interviews. The document seen did not provide any specific evidence of extremist-driven violence but noted that white supremacists were working online to increase tensions between protesters and law enforcement by calling for acts of violence against both groups. In the days that followed, protests in several US cities descended into looting and clashes with police officers who were using a variety of weapons on protesters. Trump has cast part of the blame for violence on Antifa, which is not an organisation but rather an amorphous movement without a website or membership that opposes authoritarianism. As protests intensified over the weekend, US Attorney General William Barr said violence in Minneapolis and other cities was being driven by far-left extremist groups, echoing comments Trump had made earlier. Barr said those causing the violence were travelling to hotspots from out of state without elaborating further. Two Justice Department officials said they had seen little evidence to support that claim. Solar, wind and other renewable sources have toppled coal in energy generation in the United States for the first time in over 130 years, with the coronavirus pandemic accelerating a decline in coal that has profound implications for the climate crisis. Not since wood was the main source of American energy in the 19th century has a renewable resource been used more heavily than coal. But 2019 saw a historic reversal, according to U.S. government figures. The EIA forecasts that renewables will eclipse coal as an electricity source this year. On the 21st of May, the year hit its, hun- the year hit its 100th day in which renewables have been used more heavily than coal. The ongoing collapse of coal would have been nearly unthinkable a decade ago when the fuel source accounted for nearly half of America's generated electricity. A rapid slump since then has not been reversed despite the efforts of the Trump administration which has dismantled a key Barack Obama-era climate rule to reduce emissions from coal plants and eased restrictions that prevent coal operations discharging mercury into the atmosphere and waste into streams. Coal releases more planet-warming carbon dioxide than any other energy source, with scientists warning its use must be rapidly phased out to achieve net-zero emissions globally by 2050 and avoid the worst ravages of the climate crisis. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please leave a review on iTunes Podcasts or Amazon. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily.